wanted to make sure that this story um, got some attention because it's uh, fallen under the radar a little bit. And this talks about a legacy I don't think any parent wants, but certainly it's very personal for my next guest. And it's been her mission since her four-year-old daughter, Kira, was murdered. It's called Bill C-233, very technical. It is now officially passed, and this new law will be known forever as Kira's Law. This is a law that will require judges from here on out to get uh, regular training on domestic abuse, as well as something uh, called coercive control. And it's being named in honor of Kira Kagan, who you will recall was found dead with her biological father at the base of a cliff near Milton, Ontario, way back in uh, February 2020. And since that nightmare uh, started, her mom, Jennifer, has done everything. I mean, this woman did everything possible um, during the time to stop Kira's father, who she said was escalating in his violence. And it was her job as a mom to protect herself and her family. She did everything by the books of what you do to try to get help, try to keep her family safe. And despite all the documented and well-known incidents of abuse time and time and time again, the courts would ultimately put this child in the hands of of someone who was dangerous um, and put Jennifer herself in danger. And so this law, in the name of Kira, certainly goes a long way, hopefully, to changing this and making sure it never happens again. Jennifer Kagan joining me now. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us. Thank you, Alex. What a deeply personal um, achievement. And yet what parent wants this? You know, I mean, uh, the loss of your daughter has now led to hopefully what will change moving forward to maybe help someone else in this kind of violence. And so when, when you saw the stamp go on this, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, it was truly a historic moment. Like you say, no parent ever wants to be in this situation. And when we were faced with these circumstances three years ago, we, we sought out. We, we don't want any other child or family to go through the, the horror that our family has gone through. And there are systemic issues, major systemic issues in the court system. And this is a, a step forward towards holding abusers accountable, towards ensuring that judges have the tools to make decisions with child safety, you know, safety of survivors of violence at the forefront. And it's, it's extremely important on a national level. Yeah. And we, we still talk about this. It's 2023. It's something I've covered for 25 years. And you keep thinking never again, you know, we can't let this go on. And then here we are 25 years later, and it's still happening. Um, and, and in your situation, uh, you saw the escalation of the violence and you went through the family court system and you had to go through all these systems to try to get basic protections for you and yourself. And time and time again, it was almost like, well, the courts erred on the side of, well, we don't want to make a move yet, or the CAS didn't want to make quite a move yet. And ultimately, it would cost your, your daughter her life and, and lead you to where you are now. And so what will this training specifically um, mean moving forward? Absolutely. So judges will be educated on domestic violence and in particular, a form of violence called coercive control, which was a major um, factor in our case, you know, without being too academic. I mean, Mm. I can briefly tell you coercive control is a pattern of harm most commonly towards women and children involving threats, intimidation, isolation, really designed to scare or frighten the victim and get the victim to comply with the demands of the abuser. So judges are going to get training on this pattern of harm. And that's crucial because coercive control carries a very high risk of lethality. In our case, there were over 22 risk factors for lethality that were known by Ontario Death Review Committee. um, And yet these were not taken into account. So judges are going to need to look at these risk factors and uh, 
you know, incorporate them when making decisions uh, that are supposed to be about the best interest of children. Yeah, and correct me where I'm wrong. I mean, coercive control is um, essentially stops a woman or whoever the victim is from taking control and doing something about it. I mean, it's, a, I think, a slow and comes over time, but it is, uh, exactly. it, it, it stops the woman from feeling like she can actually do anything. Absolutely. And in your situation, um, it's not that the courts or even I think the CAS, it's not that they didn't recognize it. They just didn't stop. They didn't see coercive control uh, as relevant to, to Kira's situation. Why was that? Because you had so much documentation. You went through every step. Why was it such a block? I mean, I can speak to the judge, essentially, because the bill is, you know, looking at uh, the education of judges. And essentially, the judge on our file was had a background in labor and employment law. So he didn't have education and training in domestic violence. Uh, when I was on the stand talking about what I had experienced and the relevance to Kira, he cut me off. He said it wasn't relevant to parenting and he was going to ignore it, um, you know, not recognizing that when a woman is at risk, so are the children. So, you know, it's it's going to change. And this bill heralds uh, a culture shift and uh a change that uh, these factors are going to be taken into account and uh, hopefully working towards brighter, safer futures for survivors of violence and their children. Yeah, it's like you have to make people understand the, the ultimate punishment, the ultimate uh, devastation you could deal to a parent or a mom is taking her child. And so, you know, you've got to get in front of that and not allow it to get to that to that point. Absolutely. And also holding the account, the abusers accountable. So not chance after chance, you know, when somebody's uh, has a history, we need to recognize that and take take that action. So in this situation, though, um, Jennifer, there was also the side of the CAS, which, of course, you think would be proactive and doing things. But there were mistakes there made as well. There is going to be an, an inquest into this. Um, but having said that, this law, as is now, ultimately, I think that it allows them to override any kind of evidence or, or, or arguments made by, let's say, an entity like the CAS, and, and they can say, look, no, I know I've done the training, I, I see what I see, and I'm going to err on the side of caution here versus what you're arguing. I, is that correct? Um, so I, I don't know the answer to that in terms of logistics with the CAS, but right. essentially both need that education and training. Like you say, many failures, and our hope is that uh, once judges are educated, I mean, we have the ultimate gatekeeper, the, the federally appointed judges, but we look to the province in terms of, you know, we need to educate provincially appointed judges, uh, children's aid workers, uh, crown attorneys, uh, and so forth. And the Ford government has taken steps. Uh, MPP FE Triantipolopoulos recently yeah. introduced Kira's law motion, uh, moving, uh, their government is moving towards education of all players in the system. And that's our hope as to what will occur uh, in other provinces as well. Yeah, it's it's hard to think in 2023. I mean, we we have sex assault uh, issues, you know, uh, train, judges needing training on that. We've got these issues, but it's hard to think in 2023, given the number of stories, the number of headlines, the devastation that we know this causes that we're having to come up with this. It's, it's shocking, really. I mean, advocates have known, I mean, um, sorry, have been saying for, for many years, there have been report after report. I mean, Domestic Violence Death Review Committee has been making these recommendations about this education going back 20, 30 years. So, you know, for our family to have experienced this after the information is known and just hasn't been acted upon, um, it, it's, you know, I can't even put what that's like into words to experience that. And we're not alone in this. I mean, a woman has killed someone in Canada every other day. 30 to 40 parents killed by uh, a parent a year. We've just been very vocal in speaking out and very uh, steadfast in our commitment to bring about change. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen support from uh, Canadians uh, coast to coast, and uh, we're grateful for that. And you didn't ask for this role. You didn't sign up for this. However, you were very clear that it was your mission to bring change. And so 
you've seen that change. We still have an inquest to go through and all those other things, but does it give you any sense of, um, I don't want to say peace. I mean, as a, as a mom or a parent, this is not something you ever get over, but it's so personal to you. Does this give you any uh, peace knowing that your little girl has a, a legacy? I mean, we, we want Kira to have a legacy, so that's a very positive um, aspect for us. Um, you know, having gone through this, it's, you know, can't even put into words. Um, but essentially, you know, we want to see that accountability from the systems here. We want to see um, progress and change so that this doesn't happen to any other child and family. And, we, we you know, we want Kira's life to matter. We don't want uh, her, her story to be buried and the stories of other children to be buried because there are others going through this and, and their voices matter. Yeah, and they're often not heard. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. Well, Jennifer, I appreciate your time. Uh, you, you have an exhausting schedule, but I know that uh, this is a really big deal, and I wanted to make sure we got the news out. So uh, congratulations, and thank, thank you always you. for sharing your time. Thank you so very much. There you go. That is Jennifer Kagan uh, joining us. This is Kira's Law. Uh, hard to believe we need a law like this in 2023, given all the education we have. But hopefully, you know, hopefully this is a tangible step that will actually give more control, um, you know, balance in, in this area. Because again, we hear these headlines all the time, never again, never again. Right. Okay. Let's start getting there. Never again.